Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Well, 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 after 20 episodes, closing in on half a year, we have come to the final level of Mr. Hubbard's extraordinary discovery and delineation of the administrative scale of importances, or admin scale, as it is commonly known. We're motivated here at YC East US. We're motivated to do this ambitious project by our listeners who had been asking us to present the admin scale for months prior to when we finally started this project, and to which we finally acquiesced with a caution and proviso. This is not something we can cover in one or two episodes, and uh, it's been a gigantic project, but we're on the final level now. By the way, I might add, uh, we could revisit any one of these levels and continue to do more episodes on them, and we probably will, because much of the Hubbard management system is embraced in the admin scale. This is one of the reasons why we didn't uh, tackle it early on. Uh, even though we really have been discussing these levels for years. You know, I think this is our fourth year uh, business-wise. And uh, if you review earlier episodes now in light of what you've now studied and listening to these last 20 or so episodes, you will discover you have a greater uh, depth of understanding of those things and how they line up with the administrative scale of importances. So very important. It's, it's really the backbone, I guess you could say, of the Hubbard management system. And so uh, we've been we've been putting quite a bit of time into this. But anyway, this final level is called valuable final products. And all by itself probably deserves at least uh, three or four episodes. I don't know how many we're going to do on this. It is a unique level to all the other levels. And as we mentioned at the beginning, and as Mr. Hubbard describes it, it's the administrative scale of importances. So this is at the bottom of the scale, so one can say it is less important, perhaps, than the vision embraced in goals, purposes, and policies, and the survival direction that's contained in plans, programs, projects, and orders, and the vital gauges of success encompassed in ideal scenes and statistics. But you're not going to get anywhere without valuable final products. Understand that. Why? Well, this is why we published the review episode, Your Product, before we released this one. Earlier this week, we dropped a, uh, a review episode that was actually the third episode we ever did in BusinessWise. Uh, there's a lot of people listening to it, and that's a good thing, because you need that one, because that's the one where product is defined. And uh, if you've listened to it, and even if you haven't, I'm going to review it with you quickly now. This level of the scale valuable final products by definition you are this is one where you are exchanging with society the world around you for the wherewithal to survive so you know i mean look we'll, we'll quickly review the definition of product again just in case you skipped a review which naughty naughty you sh nothing wrong with reviewing earlier material you know and you should uh review this one in particular uh, as it is part of this level the level of valuable final products but just in case Mr. Hubbard defines a product as, quote, a product is a finished high quality service or article in the hands of the being or group it serves as an exchange for a valuable. That's a product. It's a finished high quality service or article in the hands of the consumer as an exchange for a valuable. These are Mr. Hubbard's words. He goes on to say this, in other words, it isn't a product at all unless it's exchanged. Unless it's exchangeable, it's not a product at all. Even the individual 
has to put a service or article in the hands of some other staff member before it could be called a product. Product is exchange. Exchange is product. That's from a lecture from uh, 5th of March, 1972. And uh, there's your definition. So let's say you have a retail store or maybe an auto repair shop. It doesn't really matter. You show the customer your goals, the goals on your admin scale. Are they going to exchange with you for that? They might admire your goals, but don't expect them to present you with a credit card and say, hey, can I exchange with you for your goals? They won't do that for purposes either. Or your policies, or your programs, ideal scenes, statistics, none of it. Here's my statistics. Give me some money. No. Give me an exchange. No. Where does the rubber meet the road in terms of exchange, support, and prosperity? Right here at the final level of the scale. And you better get it right because you can have all the rest of the scale worked out beautifully. And if your VFP is wrong, VFP stands for Valuable Final Product. If your VFP is wrong, well, you're going to starve to death, man. I'm hungry. The term Valuable Final Product itself is a bit of a nuance on the definition of product. Uh, I'm going to give you four definitions from Mr. Hubbard, and I'm going to give all of them to you just quickly because it dings us in a bit more. So here's the first one. Something that can be exchanged with other activities in return for support. The support usually adds up to food, clothing, shelter, money, tolerance, and cooperation, goodwill. That's from an article, 25 March 1971. <clears throat> from that same article, he says, could as easily be named a valuable exchangeable product. See, you see how much he's bringing the word exchange in here? Like, look at your interaction in society. You know, you need a new suit, you need food, you need shelter. You need to exchange for those things. And if you need to exchange for those things, you need to offer something that can be exchanged or that is exchangeable. That is the valuable final product by definition. It is that it's final because it's the one that you have now you may have had a bunch of earlier products. If you're building chairs, you know, you have to buy lumber, but no one's going to buy your stack of lumber. You need to cut it to the right sizes and shapes and so on, measurements. No one's going to buy your cut lumber either, even no matter how accurately measured. It's a product, all right, that adds up to other products. We call them subproducts that ultimately will result in a valuable final product that you can now exchange. You can now sell it to somebody. I want, I need a chair. Here's a chair. Great, I like that chair. Here's some money. So, or, or here's a chicken, or here's an ox, or whatever you're exchanging for it, right? The point isn't money. The point is exchange, the, the, the wherewithal to survive, food, shelter, tolerance, etc. as he went over earlier. So here's definition number three. One you can exchange, here we go with exchange again, one you can exchange with a society for the wherewithal which the society has. By definition, it is something for which you can exchange the services and goods of the society. That's from a lecture from 1971, uh, 3rd of February, okay? Now, then he says, final definition here, again, listen to what he's saying here, something that can be translated into the society for the wherewithal to survive. That's from 1971. So, uh, here he uses a different word, translated into the society for the wherewithal to survive. We're talking about exchange. So this is a level of the scale that you are actually exchanging with society. And if exchange is not happening, 
and you're doing all these administrative things to increase exchange, you know, you're marketing, you're training your salespeople, you're, and you're improving your public relations with the community, you're doing all these things, you're hiring the right people, but somehow or another, you're not expanding. Look into the VFP. Probably something not going right there, you see? And this brings me to the point I want to make in terms of alignment with the rest of the admin scale. So hang in with me on this one because it's very, it's kind of profound, all right? And, um, but I really wanted to cover this point with you because I feel it illustrates this alignment better than almost any other source. And so here's a source on April the 23rd, 1953, as part of his philosophic work, L. Ron Hubbard released a foundational discovery he called the factors. Now, a factor by definition is, according to Mr. Oxford, a factor is a circumstance, fact, or influence that contributes to a result or outcome. And they give an example. She worked fast, conscious of the time factor. So a factor contributes an influence or a fact or some sort of circumstance to a result or an outcome. So you could say there's factors to uh, growing old, there's factors to staying healthy, there's factors to building a business. There are various factors that contribute to that activity and that creation. You could also say there's probably factors to existence, period. And this is essentially what Mr. Herbert is covering with us. So I'm not going to go cover all of the factors by any means. There's 30 of them, but it was and is a landmark discovery. If you want to know more about it, uh, you're welcome to write me at info at wiseeastus.org and I will figure out a way to get you a copy or uh, tell you which book to find it in and so forth. But, you know, it's just, I want to make a point here that when you're dealing with business, when you're dealing with groups, when you're dealing with management, you're, st- you're still dealing with life. So the fundamentals of life and existence uh, factor in. They do, you know, and the more you can understand about these fundamental principles, or the more you do understand them, I should say, the better you'll be able to understand the extrapolated information, which is what the Hubbard management system is. It's derived from these fundamental laws and uh, factors. So anyway, we're going to cover two of these factors, two or three of these factors. He introduces them with the following paragraph, quote, summation of the considerations and examinations of the human spirit and the material universe completed between 1923 and 1953 A.D., End quote. That's from Mr. Hubbard. So that's how he introduces these 30 factors. So what do we have here? We have the factors that have contributed to what we know as the material universe and the realm of the human spirit. One could imagine, of course, that something so fundamental to existence might have bearing on life and its efforts to succeed and survive. And one can imagine that any successful system of management or any element thereof could be derived from these fundamental truths, including such things as the admin scale. I hope you're tracking with all that, and this might be revelatory to some of you, or it might be just kind of ho-hum, we already knew that, but it just stands to reason. There are fundamentals to all these things. So then he concludes these 30 factors by stating, quote, humbly tendered as a gift to man by L. Ron Hubbard, April 23, 1953, end quote. So that's what we are deriving this, these points from, and they illustrate an interesting connection. All right, you'll see what I mean in a minute. So here's the first factor. Factor one, before the beginning was a cause, and the entire purpose of the cause was a creation of effect. Now, that's an interesting relationship. 
what is an effect? An effect is something that has been caused. Obviously, it's something that has been brought into existence. What's a valuable final product? It's something that has been brought into existence, isn't it? But what precedes that effect? A purpose. I'm going to read this to you again. Before the beginning was a cause, and the entire purpose of the cause was the creation of effect. Before the beginning. What's before the beginning? Well, before the beginning. Like, you want to begin a business? Before the beginning was a cause. Who's the cause? You're presumably the cause, unless your dad made you do it. And that's an order. Right? So you have a, you're a cause point, and this, before you're starting this, you're looking at what? A purpose. And the purpose is, what is the effect I want to create, or I'm trying to create? So a purpose to create an effect, a result, a product. You know, here's this person walked into your hairstyling salon, and they walked out thrilled at how much younger they look, how much better looking they are. And you created that effect. And that's a product. A product of, you know, well-executed hairstyles that make the person look better and that he's happy about. Something along those lines. That's a valuable final product. Somebody's going to pay you for that. You follow? And they're going to come back and pay you again for that because they like looking better. So you're achieving your valuable final product. Now, you're like, well, you know, what's my valuable final product? I don't know. I mean, I cut hair. You'd be surprised how many people will tell you their product is a doingness. It's not a doingness. It's a havingness. It's an effect created. So what's your product? I cut hair. Well, look at if you think that's your product, then you're going to have pro- people walking out of there and good luck. Some of them might be, um, you might be a hit with that person and you might not. But if you're smart and you've done your admin scale, you have a very clearly defined product, valuable final product, a very defined effect that you have created that aligns with what? Your purpose. You get it? Now, that's your purpose. What's an ideal scene? If you've been uh, studying these episodes in sequence, you know that an ideal scene by definition from Mr. Hubbard is, and I quote, uh, we covered this with an earlier episode, but I'm going to quote it again. The entire concept of an ideal scene for any activity is really a clean statement of its purpose. Well, what's your purpose? I want customers to come in here and feel rejuvenated and younger and uplifted through the way they look as a consequence of the haircut I'm giving them or the hairstyle I'm giving them. Unbelievable. Now, that's that obviously you can make that a little more concise, but you get the idea. Well, what's the ideal scene of your hair salon? It's a place where people are getting that, you know, they're, get, they're getting that sort of an effect created. They're getting that kind of a result where they're, you know, getting their hair styled in such a fashion that they are not only thrilled with it, but they look better, they look younger, and so on. So, your purpose and your ideal scene are utterly aligned. Well, your valuable final product better be aligned to that too, right? And here's the thing you need to think with. This is the thing I really want to impress upon you. If you're not attaining your ideal scene, it's probably an indicator that there's something wrong with your valuable final product. Could very well be. 
it's not the only thing that can go wrong that can, can create a problem with your ideal scene, obviously. We talked about statistics in, the, in, I think, the last episode of the one before. A wrongly named statistic will take you away from the ideal scene. So if your statistic for your hair salon is number of haircuts delivered, that's obviously an inadequate statistic because you could be doing terrible butcher jobs on the, uh, in terms of haircuts and wondering why you're getting further and further away from your ideal scene. You've got the wrong statistic. Do you follow? There's no quality factor in there. There's no, you know, minimally should be accept, you know, accompanied by um, a success story or some sort of uh, a positive statement from the customer. So it'd be like well-executed haircuts or, you know, the statistic could be something like haircuts completed accompanied by a decent tip or something. You know, the tip measurement might be a better mag- uh, indicator of the quality of haircuts than the number of haircuts done. So, you know, you might be, I'm, I'm just messing around here and I haven't really given it any thought, but you could almost total up the number of tips made, total value of, and make that the statistic how your shop is doing. Probably be a better statistic. Certainly it would be a better statistic than just the number of haircuts done or the, or the total revenue of the place because it measures not only quantity, but it also measures quality. Anyway, I'm getting off base here, but the point I'm trying to make is that your statistic is taking you away from your ideal scene. But what else is it doing? It's pulling you away from delivering the valuable final product that lines up with the purposes and the goals of your activity, of your admin scale. You with me on all this? I know this is pretty, pretty deep. <laughs> I mean, I chuckle and it's, uh, you know, but it, it's important to make these connections. It really is. You know, if you study the Harvard management system purely as a system, and if you don't delve in to the philosophy of it, to some extent, you are cheating yourself of the, the full breadth and understanding, conceptual understanding of the system which is why I'm bringing these factors in. All right, there is a second factor. I'm only, as I mentioned, I'm only going to cover two of them for you. The one that illustrates the connection between purpose, ideal scene, and product. We've already covered that, but I, I want to bring up this other one probably because, I don't know, I consider it's really important personally, and I think it might clear up a th- thing or two for you. It's kind of, call it a bonus. But factor two, Mr. Hubbard says, in the beginning. So remember, factor one is before the beginning. Two, in the beginning and forever is a decision, and the decision is to be. In the beginning and forever is a decision, and the decision is to be. Okay, great. These are the factors of existence. These are the factors of your existence in your hair salon. You decide this is my purpose. Once you clarify purpose, what's next? Beingness, isn't it? Now we get into be, do, have. And if you follow the rest of the factors, you'll see be, do, have, you'll see exchange, you'll see all these things. I'm not going to go into them. This is not an episode on the factors. I'm only telling you this so you understand the foundation that we are building on is contained in such things as the factors. And it would uh, serve you well to study them closely and connect them up with what you're doing in life. Because that's what they're there for. That's why Mr. Hubbard humbly tendered this as a gift to man. This is uh, something that these three or four pages of factors, these 30 points can certainly change and improve your life without a question. And it give you a much deeper and better understanding of his magnificent management know-how, administrative 
technology, as we call it, all right? Technology being knowledge that can be applied to get a result, right? Specific use of the word technology, actually a very old word. I just wanted to throw that in there. Okay, so this second point of the factors now defines where B do have starts. B has to start with purpose. What is my purpose? And if that is a purpose I want to pursue, what is the beingness that will attain that? Well, I better be a pretty darn good hairstylist, right? There's a lot more to this. Uh, I'm going to leave you hanging. Maybe we'll revisit it. We did do an episode on B do have. You can put that in your search bar on the homepage and look up B do have. Covered it quite thoroughly there. We also set the record straight on who made the discovery on Be Do Have, because there's a lot of people who claim to have. But anyway, I set the record straight there. I recommend you listen to it. The point I'm simply making is, where does it start? Before the beginning, with a purpose to create an effect. Okay? And um, by defining what that effect is, you start to arrive at what your valuable final product is. And from that, you can figure out your beingness. Okay? All right, uh, that about wraps it up for this episode. And um, there are a few more things I want to cover on the subject of valuable final products. I am not concluding this series on the admin scale just yet. This is episode, I guess, 21 on admin scales. I know I have at least uh, one or two more I'd like to do on the subject of valuable final products before we wrap up the admin scale. Uh, it probably will end up being happier uh, that we've been on this, but uh, judging from the feedback we're getting, a lot of you are working on your admin scale, you're developing an admin scale. I have a number of listeners write in and say, you know, for the first time we're actually doing an admin scale and it's fantastic. So I'm happy that we're getting those results. We've come this far, may as well wrap it up properly count on one or two more episodes on valuable final products. Until then, uh, thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard today, of course, leave a comment, give us a like. We appreciate those things. And uh, you can always write us at info at wiseeastus.org, especially if you want a copy of the factors or you want to know what book they're contained in, what book you can buy that would, uh, we don't actually sell that book uh, from Wise East US, but we can certainly direct you to a place where you can buy it. Just study it. It's uh, the factors to say that they are life-changing information is complete understatement, but there you go. Okay. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.